Hello and welcome back to the fourth episode of the Built for Purpose podcast. Today's episode is going to be a little bit shorter. I'm just going to be going over the different ways that you can measure and track your progress that have absolutely nothing to do with the weight on the scale or your body weight. Body weight can fluctuate daily dependent on what time of day that you're using a weighing scale, how much you've eaten in that day, what you may have eaten the day before, how much you've drunk that day. Uh, For women, it can vary dependent on where you are in your menstrual cycle too. So often scale weight doesn't necessarily give us a true representation of um, progress or where your body weight is at. Um, especially if you're not consistently weighing at the same time of day um, or on at the same point in the week. For example, if you always weighed on a Sunday morning, then you may factor in the considerations of having a bigger meal on a Saturday. But as long as that's consistent, uh, consistent with you weighing on a Sunday morning, then that's taken into consideration. But if you sort of sporadically way throughout the week, sometimes in the evening, sometimes in the morning, then it can create this inconsistent um, pattern and it won't show us a true representation of where you're at. When it comes to measuring and tracking your progress, there are so many other ways to measure where you're at that have nothing to do with your body weight. Uh, I'm going to go over those today um, and hopefully you can take away from this episode um, take those away and implement them into your own training and again if you have any questions or anything to do with uh, tracking your progress then feel free to drop me a message too. So first up we have strength and fitness improvements so across the board doesn't matter what component of fitness that you may be um, focusing on at that time if you are improving in your training then that is a direct indication that you are um, progressing and getting better. So that might look very different depending on what your training style is or what your focus is at that given time. So for example, um, if you were working on strength uh, and you are lifting more weight for the same amount of reps, then you know that you're going in the right direction and you're getting stronger. Um, Equally, if you are lifting the same weight for a higher number of reps in week three, four, five of a program, then that's an indication that you are getting stronger and that you're improving towards your goal. If you're looking at the fitness side of things, if you can, I'm just going to use a very, like an arbitrary number here, but if you on week one can run 5K in 30 minutes and by week four, you're running it in 28 minutes, then that again is a direct indication of improvement. And for me, especially in sport, or in performance, this is our best measure of whether or not you're improving. Because if you take away all other aspects, it doesn't matter how much you weigh, it doesn't matter how you look. If you're improving at your sport or improving in fitness and strength and all those sorts of components of fitness, then that's a direct indication that you're improving. If you aren't improving in your strength and fitness um sort of measurements or markers of progress, then it might be an indication that potentially you, you're underfueling your sessions and you may not be consuming enough energy for them or progressive overload isn't being applied. So progressive overload is essentially increasing the stimulus that you're placing on your body as it gets better so that you continually improve. Um, 
I'm very impressed that I remembered that off the cuff. Um, but um, it may be an indication that your program needs a slight adjustment or you may want to speak to your coach um, or the person that provides your program for you um, to just see if you can move things around and try and push on with that progressive overload side of things too. Next up, we have body measurements. Now, I find this quite a useful uh, tool for tracking progress with clients, um, specifically if they are new to resistance training, because when you're a beginner in the gym and you start lifting weights for the first time, naturally, you are going to put on muscle and you're going to increase your strength pretty fast. It's something that's known as beginner gains. Now, as a result of this, if you just say the client is focusing on fat loss and is just starting resistance training, if you're just focusing on what the scale says, you may not see any shift in terms of actual weight because you're increasing muscle whilst losing fat. So if you take body body measurements, you'll be able to see the difference in, say, a few centimeters on your arms or on your waist. Um as you're progressing through your resistance training more so than you would see progress on the scales because the scales might not move, but you look or your measurements are significantly different. This leads on to number three, uh, which is taking progress pictures. I think progress pictures are a very valuable tool for people who don't want to weigh themselves um, because sometimes the number on the scale can affect you mentally more than it should. Um, It is literally just a number on the scale. So try not to worry too much about that. Progress pictures allow you to actually see physical change within your body. And they can be quite difficult to take, like standing in front of a mirror and taking a picture of yourself in your underwear. It can be difficult to do. Uh, One thing that I've Um, suggested to clients before now is that if they've got a partner or their mum or whatever to take a picture of them like upload it to um, like an app that they might be using for their program or even just like keep it in a folder but they never have to actually see their pictures because some people can find it quite uncomfortable to to look at but if you take that picture And then each week you're taking another picture or each month you're taking another picture by month two, three, four down the line, you'll be able to see significant changes without even looking at your body weight. If you're following consistent program and you're, there we are, words are gone already. Um, And you're applying progressive overload. um, You're focusing on your nutrition and your sleep, all these things. And then you will be able to see physical difference. Um, And it can be really crazy to compare like week one to week 10 um, and look back on that. And it can be quite rewarding as well. Uh, One thing to note on progress pictures is to try and make sure that you're wearing the same clothes or the same underwear. Um, Try to take it just like um, I mentioned about weighing yourself at the start. Try to do it at a consistent time um, each week. So that might be on a Sunday morning or on a Sunday evening, whatever. and in the same lighting as well, because lighting can make a significant difference in terms of how you how your body looks too. Number four is one of the most undervalued measures of progress, P 
people seem to think that progress always needs to be physical and you need to see changes or see numbers move but actually how you feel is far more important and this kind of brings in more of the longevity side of training as well it's not just about the here and now it's about how training and exercise will make you feel in 10 20 30 years time so how you feel do you feel in control of your training do you feel in control of your nutrition do you feel like you've had uh, or that you found a balance between work life training um, focusing on yourself doing things to relax that can be really important how you're feeling when you're waking up in the morning um, if sleep is a goal um, then how, how energized do you feel things like that and keeping a journal can be really useful um, in this sort of like measuring how you're feeling because it's just an opportunity to write down how you're finding your training how did you feel when you woke up in the morning what did you do the night before maybe that could have caused you to feel more fresh or less fresh um how was your nutritional ha- how were you your oh my gosh how were your nutritional habits um throughout the week so these sort of journal questions can be answered every day in the morning in the evening or you could do it once a week and just have a little recap on the week um but it allows you to really reflect back on uh, your week and how it's gone and then also take any lessons from uh, any setbacks that you may have had and move forward into the following week um, with a sort of action plan on how to avoid those setbacks from occurring again. So my fifth and final way of tracking and measuring your progress is looking at the habits that you've created across a week, a month, a year, doesn't really matter how long, but making things a habit is going to make things 10 times easier for you to stick to them in the long run. Now, if you do things often enough, then they will become a habit. And we need to just be aware that this can work both for and against us. So if you do something like read 10 pages before bed every single night for 20, 30 days, it will become a habit and you'll subconsciously do it you get into bed and you'll feel the urge to read because that you've built it into your sort of bedtime routine equally we can have bad habits that become consistent in the same way so an example of that might be having something say you really really enjoyed like cheesecake who doesn't enjoy cheesecake but you had cheesecake every night after dinner for 20 30 days then the night that you try and not have cheesecake, your your body is going to be like, well, hang on a minute, this is our habit now, we have cheesecake all the time. It's a pretty bad uh, example, but we'll roll with it. Um, but looking at the habits that you've created um, across, let's use a month, for an example, um, that's a really good way to see if you're progressing in terms of lifestyle stuff. So it's not always just about the physical elements, um but actually what have you built like what infrastructure have you built to allow you to be able to stick to sort of your lifestyle and your way of training your way of eating for the long run and not just for a short period of time um so you know little habits like building in like I just mentioned and like an evening routine do you switch off your phone an hour before bed and then read 10 pages and then etc etc if you have a bath or equally in a, in a morning routine you get up 
um, you might do 10 minutes of stretching every morning and that builds into your routine. That's just good for your general mobility and gets you rolling into the day. So have a look back at your habits that you've built. And um, I would recommend everyone to either read or listen to the book Atomic Habits. I listened to that on Audible um, probably about a year ago. Um, and I've been using a lot of the stuff from that in my day-to-day life but I've also recently bought the book as well to have a paper copy so I would recommend that too because it's really interesting to like highlight things and go back through um but I'd recommend reading that because there's a a lot of really good um advice and direct um sort of tasks that you can do to figure out what your habits are how you can break your bad habits how you can continue to build good habits as well um so yeah that brings me to the end of this episode um like I said a little bit shorter although I do ramble on so it's probably not even going to be that short but a little bit shorter um but I hope you enjoyed and can take away um some progress and um some sort of words are gone again um I hope you can take away some ways to measure your progress um And again, like I mentioned at the start, if you have any questions on this, because it can be quite difficult to navigate, um, then please do feel free to drop me a message. Um, As always, I'll leave the link below for signing up for online coaching with me as well. You know, having a coach can significantly help with um, taking a lot of the headwork away from tracking your progress because you have someone there for you um, to help you along the way as well. Um, But yeah, that's all for this episode. Um, I will just mention this. Uh, Wales women are playing USA women in Parker Scarlets at 2 p.m. on Saturday, which this Saturday, the 12th. Um, by the time you're listening to this, it will either be two days away or one day away. Um, but if you'd like to come along and show your support, that would be really good. Our Six Nations is starting in two weeks, um, and this is a little warm-up game for us. So yeah like I say your support would be um really appreciated so yeah I'll leave the link for tickets for that uh, below as well uh but that is all I've rambled on for long enough see ya <laughs>